There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that oh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. This one takes me all the way back. This one, we're about to unlock some memories. Alohomora. I say the girls might as well be saying Aloha Mora because when it comes to unlocking memories, we're casting the spells. Let's talk about Harry Potter. Let's have the referendum right here, right now on Harry Potter. Yes or no. Right now, in the next three minutes, we're going to decide the fate of Harry Potter and the culture going forward. And it has to happen here on Lost Culture is this. It is a classic example of person who was able to like fictionalized morality in such a way that um, they lost touch with their own moral compass internally after gaining massive wealth. Where is the movie about that? Do we even want to see it? I think the biopic of J.K. Rowling already exists and it is Tracy Ullman (laughs) as Renee Zellweger playing J.K. Rowling. As J.K. Rowling. (laughs) It is the iconic sketch of all time. It really is so good. And also it's like, so Tracy Ullman plays Renee Zellweger and she's doing an insane Renee Zellweger. And then she does (laughs) Renee Zellweger as J.K. Rowling. It's a really good impression of what you think Renee Zellweger would be as J.K. Rowling. (laughs) There's levels. There's levels to this shit. There's levels to this shit. Anyway, that's my little cursory assessment of the culture for Harry Potter at this time. And I'm happy you were the final voice on it because now there's no more discussion to be had. Actually, there is a little one last thing before we move on. There's this game called 
Oh, is it like Hogwarts? It's called Hogwarts History. No, it's called Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy. Oh, it's like Rony Legacy. <laughs> it's not Rony Legacy. <laughs> it's it's Hogwarts Legacy. It's a prequel that takes place decades before Harry Potter steps onto the world stage. The Boy Who Lived. Period. But it's Hogwarts like in the 50s, 60s, 70s. I want to say somewhere in that time. But it's open world, which means you can like literally go in any direction and there's you can engage with the world. This game hasn't been in development for years and they keep rolling out these videos. And I got to say, I'm like annoyed. I'm annoyed at the way these developers are sounding so smug and proud of this game that like is truly probably going to be bad. I'm going to I'm going to say on this podcast, I I'm going to play this game, but I'm not going to like it. But it's only because I have a deep sentimental connection to the Harry Potter video games on PC. I'm sorry. I'm getting so granular. You really are. But you're also very, you're you're really activated on video games right now because you were deep in your Pokemon zhuzh. And you are so mother for that. You are so mother for that. I'm named my character mother, of course. Um, I just came up with a Housewives tagline for Harry Potter. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. I might be the boy who lived, but now I'm the man who's living. <laughs> God. Here's one for Ron Weasley. Poetry. I'll be your sidekick, but I will not be your side piece. Uh, whose side piece was he? Nobody. He's just, I don't know, but this is oh, like oh, in, a, oh. in a world where he's someone's side piece. What's good uh-huh, for Hermione? Uh-huh. I got brains and beauty, and that's more than I can say for you. Yeah, that's good. Sort of. That's really good. No, that's really good. I'm trying to think. Um, Draco Malfoy called me a mudblood, but he's <laughs> the one will be spilling blood. That's kind of a threat. <laughs> wow, that's so mean, Bo. You're going to kill him. What's a good one for Voldemort? And then we'll bring in the guest. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. I, I don't uh, think he deserves one. Can I just say, I don't so think he right. deserves one. You know what? Voldemort doesn't even deserve a Housewives tagline. And that's actually rule of culture number 10. Voldemort, Voldemort doesn't, doesn't even deserve, deserve a Housewives, Housewives tagline. tagline. Did you see on Watch What Happens? Ray Fiennes did. As Voldemort, yes. the Lisa Barlow. She fucked half of New York. It was excellent. excellent. It was excellent. excellent. Our guest is clutching her, <laughs> double palming her mouth. She has not moved from this stance, and it's so her like essential gesture. It's so her essence. Readers, we've known this person for over 10 years now. Wild. Isn't it wild to think of it that way? Yes, and I've since the first day I ever met her, I thought, well, that's obviously one of the most talented people I've ever seen. I was seen. like, that's a fucking star. So, cut to now. I can't believe this. The Oscar buzz. Can you the Oscar buzz. Imagine she, she just covered her face, but come on, bitch. You know what the fuck is happening? I so I didn't realize this, but I go on the sites. You know the sites. The sites, and and we're, we're seeing her name constantly predicted, of and I was course. like, duh. Like, it's obviously deserving, but it's just crazy to see your friend listed there. And I've experienced this with you. Well, and and look where that got us. Nowhere. What, to several nominations? Shut up. Can I say something right now? Shut, Shut up. up. You're right. You're so right. Everything. Everywhere, everywhere all, at, all once. at once. You've seen it by now. Surely you've seen it. Twice. No, I'm saying, I'm saying to the reader, I saw it three times. You did. Well, I saw it at, at an A24 screening. The Daniels happened to be in town. We got a lovely breakfast. Mm. It wasn't even one of those Hollywood things where I was like, I would love to be in your next project. It was literally me being like, I need to process this with you. Mm. Like this was an, well, this was one of my favorite movies of all time. I still believe this to be true. 
Yeah. What a great year for movies. I'm going to say it's really it. a good, strong year. And I will say this out of everything I've seen so far this year, and I haven't seen everything, but out of everything I've seen so far this year, like just involuntarily and suddenly moved to intense state of weeping. And I'm talking uh, yeah. about the scene where Kiwa Kwan is like, you have to be kind. Oh. I was like, when, when he said you have to be kind, I Bowen, I swear to God, like, <laughs> either way, I was sobbing in a mess. You have not experienced impact, emotional impact in your life. Anything like being a queer Asian person watching this movie mm. and seeing the scene in the parking lot just, mm. or just the whole thing just is so, it's just so perfect. And oh my God, we've already gotten to tell our friend, our guest, how proud we are, how in awe we are. I mean, I was like, always, the, not just when always, they have a huge movie, always, course, always, but there was something so powerful, special about watching her, walk down this hallway in all these different outfit changes while while the lights flicker. And I'm like, holy shit, I know that person. Well, it's not even that. It's like whoever this person is, she is like the fucking villain of this. And she's a fucking megastar. Megastar. To say nothing of like the fact that like this is this is someone who we love. Yes. It's also the most Steph Shoe movie of all time. (laughs) And I have to say so many things to her about it. And then we gotta break the fact in. is, we're going to get the opportunity to right now. Please welcome, finally, to Lost Culturistas podcast, the one, the only, Stephanie, Stephanie Shu! Take your hands off your mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, I really, yeah, I've been clutching my face because I'm smiling so big and just giggling. And honestly, when I listen to this podcast, when I'm on like long drives or whatever, I'm like, those motherfuckers, <laughs> my friends, just giggling, and I don't know how y'all are so witty. I just don't even we know miss it. You. I mean, you always we have miss it. you, you know, so much. You know, I love you. Know you. Was I the miss best you part too. of my year was running into you at the damn Clark Street Diner, where everything that was happens. amazing. People name drop you guys to me, not knowing that we know each other, and Uh-oh. it makes me feel hot inside. <laughs> like I, I, it's sexy. You know, I'm like, oh, oh, you mean Matt? Matt Rogers, <laughs> Long Island's very own. Also, I not to call you out, but <gasps> oh. your Long Island really came out. And J.K. Rowling. Oh, is J- it Rowling? I don't know what it is, but there, there was something about how you were saying Rowling. 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 <laughs> J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> you have the ear for accents. This has always been true. Mm, Steph has the ear for everything. And that's, can I say, when I watched this movie, everything everywhere all at once and there was the whole thing about the bagel putting everything on a bagel i'm like if that isn't steph's shoe i don't know what <laughs> is like when you read this script were you not like holy fuck like it must have been like insane to read it and be like because you so spiritually are this movie and, yeah <laughs> well you know it's funny i've had a lot of people like ex-partners specifically really? will come out of the woodwork and they've been like this movie is so your essence and it does make me feel quite seen. When I first met the Daniels on Nora's show mm-hmm. and Bowen's show, Aquafina's Nora from Queens, I felt like I met soulmates. Yeah. Um, and I think, so when I read the script for Everything Everywhere, it just, it did really click. And recently the Daniels, um, we were at 
this like film festival and they showed my audition clip <gasps> to the audience. Oh, wait. It was really special. It was really, really special. It was okay? Because that sounds mortifying. They asked me beforehand okay. and I said, I'm not going to watch it because I want to be surprised, but yeah. just don't make me look bad, yeah, you know? No. But what was so crazy was when I watched, it was the bagel introduction monologue and I, the first thing I said after I saw it in a public space, I was like, I really got this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't of know why, course. but I really understood it. It's probably not coincidental. No, it feels very, this movie has a lot of, um, Key's wife, Echo, is our was our translator. She's amazing. And she, after our first table read, she said, you know, this script has a very strong soul and it has gathered all the souls and like-minded souls to tell it. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. And it's okay. also, hello, it's also reached a lot of souls. Yes. I, I can't think of a movie like this um, in recent memory. And I don't, I guess I don't, I'm not the biggest cinephile. I don't have the context for it. But like, I feel like there hasn't been a movie like this where like, people really there's there's a pretty universal everyone's on the same page when totally. they talk about this movie i mean even people who hate it i feel like understand what it's trying to do and yeah. can appreciate it i had there was a man who came up to me in napa Uh-oh. i was just in don't napa. you love this okay this is Las Culturistas, like okay you know yeah. this is for the fans um yeah <laughs> this is the tone of the podcast um but it was at napa film festival and this man came up to me after the screening and he's like, you know, I love you and marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but I got to say as a, as an <laughs> older white man, you know, that was hard for me. That was, I really, Uh-oh. I just couldn't wait to get out. And then he said, but you know, my wife's Filipino. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> so there's that. And I was like, well, thank you for being honest. And it's okay. So like not everything cool. is supposed to be for everybody. Um, <laughs> and yet we're the one and then yet supposedly like we're the kinds of people who are like obsessed with identity politics but meanwhile this guy is leading with my wife's filipino yeah, oh yeah. and i'm old and white yeah, yeah. all right dude. um really insane also like if i hear like a criticism of the movie from people it's that it's a lot right totally but Which then also the that's like intrinsically what the point is totally. it's like it is about like finding something very simple in the volume mm. you know what i mean like that's what i loved about it so much and we had michelle on the podcast I which know. was such an honor Surreal. i mean and like we'll get into what it was like to you know work with her but I think that that's something that, especially the second time I watched it, not on the edible, I was able to really (laughs) find was like, wow, really what this is, is a very simple story about family and love. Mm -hmm. And I think that the, the sort of like, I guess if there's a metaphor is that it can feel like there's a lot more, but really what's actually important is very simple and it's about love and connection. and, And this is a story about family and specifically in many ways, finding each other again through so much change which can feel very loud i don't know if that's like me being simplistic about it uh-huh. no i think it's 100%. pretty simple yes totally. Yeah. totally and i mean this has been a really freaking crazy year but i feel i couldn't like shake hands with hollywood in any more honest of a way because this is so How much interesting you know this is i do want movies like this to exist and i and i feel it's been really healing actually to 
see that it works or that people still have room to be surprised or show up to a movie theater, leave their house, gather together or, you know, have a cultural moment together in a time when, you know, we're so inundated. So, you know how I've always been. I've been like, you know, the business wants me, but I don't know if I want it. (laughs) But that's very real, though. I mean, that's my thing with Steph is like, it really has always felt like you don't give a fuck about this, like in a real way, like you really are like an artist artist. Thanks. I, I think you were very much a role model, even mm. though we're like all in the same cohort. Like Steph was someone who reader probably like keyed into something like was getting a lot of great opportunities and really meeting the occasion, rising to the occasion always, obviously. Um, but it was so refreshing to like from afar or check in with you and you'd always be like, yeah, I don't know. Like <laughs> this isn't all it's cracked up to be. But in mm. a way that wasn't like withered or like cynical. It was just like, I know my boundaries Mm. so well i'm such a defined person within myself and like that is a that is a special thing Mm, and it's so cool to see you keep that and like that's Mm. so that's so beautiful that you say that you couldn't have asked to shake hands with hollywood in a more honest way because not everybody gets that people shake hands with hollywood for the first time in ways that are very cloaked in a lot of bullshit yeah, yeah, totally. Also, for the listeners, nobody knows that. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. Well, we all went to college together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, no, we, yeah. Well, we made a big. Trust me. When we saw the movie, we made a huge deal about the fact that you were so. <laughs> well, no, I heard you roasted me. <laughs> I've told you that. <laughs> it's because <laughs> Mama did not respond to a text for like 48 okay. hours. But it's oh, okay. no, no, that's going to be my cultural moment vent. Oh, OK. OK. okay we'll okay, put okay. a pin in it. We'll put a uh, yeah, pin yeah, in yeah, it, yeah. but I just want to say, like, I'm kind of cloaked in darkness right now, so you can't see the tears that sprang <laughs> to my eyes. But Steph, I'm literally just I'm and this is what I mean by like you've always like known what to do for you and you've always like really followed like what mm. your spirit was telling you to do. Because do you remember do you remember when we had lunch in Hayden Hall? I will always Hayden this. Hall. And so I was the director of Hammercats and you were in the sketch group Hammercats with me and you wanted to get lunch with me and you were telling me that you were going to step away from the group because you wanted to do a different type of thing. And I was, of course, disappointed that you would leave the group because you were always so much fun to be around so and you funny. always like killed everything and you were my friend. But then we actually got into a discussion about like, you know what it is we wanted in life and i remember like like it was like involuntary but i like really i like broke down at that lunch and you said something to me that i'll always remember you said you know it hurts so much because you know you can do it and i was like i i I, you said that to me and i always i always remembered that and so like yeah and so just like you know having like you someone so talented that i believed in so much to like sort of tell me that you believed in me was like very very important to me and so like it's not a surprise to me and i actually feel very like emotional right now like as we're all doing like quote unquote well but are also very happy and fulfilled in the things that we're doing that that's true because you know it's not true for everybody and so i am just so proud of you and i'm so excited for you Oh my I can't God. believe I said that. I hate it. We're not all. even 20 minutes in. <laughs> I know. I'm well, just like, I don't know. There's just a lot going on. I mean, the both of you, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> Did you just say there's a lot going on? Well, I, I just mean like, there's a lot going on. Like, I've also, like, I mean, we, we haven't gotten into it yet, but I've also been thinking about Liz a lot. Oh, Liz Suedos. Oh my God. I was reflecting on this too. I mean, you know, before we even get into all that stuff, I just have to say, y'all, both of you are. Oh, no, I'm getting emotional. 
You two have always been the hardest working people I know. Seriously. Like, I just remember, you know, we were romping around Skidmore. We're not going to talk about oh my God. We were, we were, we <laughs> were all such messy whores. <laughs> messy whores. Yeah, yeah. That was the year that Born yeah. This Way by Lady Gaga came in. That's crazy. We were all- <laughs> well, you know. Bowen yeah. letting everyone know that because he came out at the festival. <laughs> That? No, that was the year before. That was the year oh, before. Okay, oh, but okay. you did come yeah, out yeah. at Skidmore, which was a big news. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that was 2010. But but you yeah. two, seriously, I mean, to see both of you rise, but also rise together and apart has been so inspiring. And I feel like you two actually, because I think, honestly, some some of my distance from the industry, I think, growing up was because I just never saw a place for myself in it right and so i mm-hmm. think that f- right now i'm i'm going through this moment where i feel like i actually have dreams for the first time for myself yeah that's and so interesting. you know i'm like oh man this is really possible and in so many ways i actually think i didn't necessarily really i believed in myself as a human and as a soul on this planet but i didn't necessarily believe in myself as an artist in the world um and I feel like you two, from the very beginning, have always seen what I couldn't even see in myself. And mm-hmm. I also saw in the both of you how hard you worked because you loved the thing that you do. And you just defied all odds time and time again. And it's just crazy. Like, it's just so crazy and also not crazy to see both of you where you are. And you make it seem so easy, but nobody knows the Matt Rogers in college who was cranking out new pages every single week for yeah, our sketch man. group. Like nobody's business. You have always been prolific in a way that I just uh, is beyond me. So, well, I did want to mention one thing, which was Bowen. I've told you this, but like, I feel like I haven't gotten to say it to Steph yet, but the original everything everywhere all at once was a sketch I wrote for Stephanie which was, do you remember Flard? I will never forget Flard. Iconic. Yeah, so Matt basically- wrote everything for me. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so the, <laughs> there was a sketch that we did, which was, it was me frantically looking looking for <laughs> my son. So it was like, it was like me. That it was is, like, this is the plot of everything ever all at once. And I think we did it with Jack Quaid too. Like, I think David Sidorov did it. And then we did it with Jack later. But um, it was like, it was like me frantically looking for my son and describing my son. And my son was like all genders, all heights, all weights, all races, all things. And then like, <laughs> and like had different traits and stuff. And he was like, the person was like, what? Like describe your son. Like we can't find him. If your son is not everything. And then Steph walked in like, like as literally large. just like as large, which was the name of the child. <laughs> but she had like one long arm and a good titty on her head. And like, you know, all these things like every, prop in the closet and she was just like <laughs> and she just made this like weird Steph noise and then <laughs> but that was the original everything everywhere all at once it really was everything everywhere all at once yeah uh I'm just typecasting really I mean Matt Matt wrote wrote for me not only flard but also moose so I don't <laughs> moose. moose which Bowen is in that video moose. no no that's oh, Andy you? no you aren't <laughs> I'm that's <racist>. Andy <laughs> You're being racist <laughs> towards Asians. Andy Zoe, who is like in Brooklyn, who's still like cool. hanging out. Amazing. We we had some fun folks. I just got coffee yeah. with Mike Spence the other week. 
Mm. And it was just, we picked up as if we had never, like we picked up right where we left off. And mm. It had been years since I had seen him in, in person. And it was just a moment of like, wow, this is like, this is an important time in our lives. Oh, yeah. And I'm, and I'm glad that like, and I did express to him, I was like, I do have some guilt every now and then of like not keeping up enough. And, I'm not, mm. and I, I don't, I, you don't, and neither of you need to like affirm this or be like, yeah, me too. But like, I feel like I've sort of like done a bad job of like, done mm. a bad job, but I, but I just, I, I have not like managed those relationships or like cultivated them in a way that like, I've not watered them in a way that they deserve watering because they, th- mm. those are, those are people who really were your support system in that time, helped you along the way, taught you things you didn't, you didn't know before. I love those people. Yeah. I, I actually, I was just literally having that thought while I was driving here uh-huh. and because I was thinking about what my cultural rant was going to be. <laughs> but I think, you know, it's hard to keep up with people and we're inundated with information and our thumbs can only do so much and there's only enough hours in the day. And I try to be gentle with myself because there are so many people that I love so deeply and I, I wish sometimes, I guess this is what reunions are for, yeah. but I wish sometimes you could just be in a space together and really dive deep because how are you going to, I'm not like a, when people ask me, how are you on a text message? <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I get stressed. I do. I get stressed because I, <laughs> so I want to be so, th- <laughs> it is. I want to be thoughtful in my answer. And I also want to hold space for the other person's answer. So if I don't have like, this is so you. To- <laughs> I know. Oh my God. That's why the text anyway, doesn't get whatever. responded to. Cause I probably asked like, what's going on? Sp- <laughs> <laughs> She's like, how do I, where do I begin? How do I like, get oh across my God. what Honestly. exactly is going on? <laughs> When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yeah. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire 
with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for what you want to get framed, I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. How are you doing with, because the movie is something that you guys shot in 2019 before the pandemic. It comes Mm -hmm. out April 2022. And you're basically doing some version of campaigning, we'll call it, until like for the rest of awards season. Like this is a lot, because I was thinking about this. I'm like, I wonder how Steph feels about this Mm. in terms of talking about the movie, thinking about the movie. I'm sure it's like incredible as an experience, but also like, I don't know how, how you feel, Matt, but I feel like the whole cycle of Fire Island coming out is like a distant mm. dream. It's so far away in my past. And mm. yet, like for depending on the project for something like this for you, Steph, it's like you are really sitting in this for like a pretty long amount of time. Yeah, it's been honestly a roller coaster. And I remember Jamie Lee Curtis said to me after she saw it for the first time when we were all at South by Southwest she was she like clutched me by the shoulders and was like just stay centered oh. and um this is going to be a mind fuck and a wild ride for you and i was like Jamie i'm a grown ass woman like listen i'm going to my fine. first this ain't my first this, show this yeah. isn't my first rodeo also <laughs> i was on my whale I, I was on my whale i was on my way to go reunite with three of my best friends that i hadn't seen because of the pandemic and we were going to go watch whales give birth and migrate <laughs> north she was like like, i'm so happy you're gonna be with the whales i'm like yeah me too um (laughs) and um (laughs) and that's the uh, best thing i'm so happy you're gonna be with the whales also feels like the most jamie lee curtis thing it is yeah yeah. (laughs) um but i had no idea what she meant and i honestly as 
as centered as I do feel, there's been a lot of whiplash. Like the highs are high, the lows are low. It makes you, it's just confusing. Um, And I feel like it's a hard thing that not a lot of people relate to also of just um, having a pop-off moment. I, I will say that I was surprised when it, there was a recent moment I was filming in Australia and it's a crazy time difference. And it was the first time that I've been actually completely alone for the last year. And like the time difference is so crazy. So when I'm awake, everybody's sleeping. So I couldn't even work during the day because everybody's paused. And and I think I was having a whiplash of I've been going and going and going and it finally just stopped. Mm. And I hit like a, I got really sad. I got really oh. sad actually. And um, had to take, I'm glad that I hit that moment because I've had to zoom. I've been able to zoom out and understand the longevity of this film is so much more. I'm speaking really abstractly. No, well, we're with you. We're, we're with you. Yeah. I just, you know, this shit, some, I had a driver call it Holly weird and yeah, Holly it weird. Yeah. It's Holly weird. And you know, I, it affects you and I have been affected. Yeah. Yeah. Not every, not not any element of it is what you think it is. No, it's. And and then all of a sudden, like you see the business element of it and like the promotional element of it. And it can be fun, but it's also exhausting and you also can buy into it. And then when it's gone, it's like, whoa, wait, what? Well, that was like, that's a thing where I, you know, I've never cared about any of this stuff. And I, I, I obviously am receiving a lot of attention and affirmation right now. And at the same time, I can feel that this will eventually go away. Like you're hot, you're hot. And then you're not for a second, right? Whatever until the next thing. But in some ways I was like, oh my God, on the other side of this also, I I just didn't ever want to feel tossed aside. Yeah. Yeah. But that's because I, it got to me. Do you see what I'm saying? Like I wasn't able to just, see the big picture and feel centered in myself and understand that it really is just about the work and continuing to do good work that you believe in and putting it out there. There was something in the frenzy that really started to catch up to me that yeah. I I was like on the wave and I, I yeah, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, yeah, Betty Gilpin was on the mm-hmm. podcast recently and she described what I think we're, we're talking about as the metaphor was that part in Aladdin where he's in the cave of wonder and they're like, you can't touch anything except the lamp. Don't touch any of the diamonds, the jewels, Mm. the coins, any of that. And that's kind of what this time in your life Mm. might feel like where it's like, there's all this stuff around you and all your only job is to like go towards the lamp. Mm. But I feel like you, you've always known what your lamp Mm. is and you've Mm. you've always kind of had it in the palm of your hand. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like I, my lamp, I don't have no idea what my lamp looks like. I don't know where it is. Mm. I don't know Mm. how I'm going to get it, but I'm constantly touching coins and and, and pearls and diamonds. Mm. I'm like, I Mm. feel like I am in this zone now where I'm kind of losing the thread a little bit. And I'm Mm. like, I totally relate to what you're saying. You know, I read this piece. I've been really into reading um, op-ed pieces or interviews with actors and Mm -hmm. I've never been like this but I have been just so desperate to understand this moment that I'm going through and 
and hear from other people what their journey has been like. And I remember reading a piece in the LA Times um, on Brad Pitt, and he said something along the lines of, he got to a point where so many people were telling him what he wanted Mm. that he didn't even know what he wanted anymore. And I read that, you know, like earlier this year, maybe in March or something. And I've just really been thinking about that where I have to constantly check in with myself and make sure I'm just checking in and asking myself what I want. And, you know, there's a lot of noise and it's a whole fun Babylonian show, but you take what is right for you and then you you don't have to take anything else. Yeah. Mm. And also, like, I think it can't be fun if you just keep telling yourself, like, don't take it too seriously. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like and, and ultimately, what is so great about this is everything everywhere all at once for the rest of the year, the rest of the quote unquote season is going to do great. And just the fact that it's in the conversation so much already says and shows how much people have connected to this as a piece of art because it has made people feel a certain way. And that ultimately is the thing that's at the kernel, at the center of all of this stuff that is really cool for you to be able to have and can maybe be the lamp, which is that this piece of Mm. art that you created is actually not only so Steph, but also so universal and so moving so much so that multiple people that I've talked to have seen it more than once. It has done incredibly well at the box office in a year where a lot has not, especially a lot of like, you know, lower budget things or however you want to call it, like smaller scale things. Totally. That is a huge triumph in in a time of the pandemic. You know what I mean? And so there are so many narratives like outside of the self that you can like, lean on and let guide you for however long like this process lasts and it's just that is a really cool thing because not everyone gets to talk about stuff that they're that in they love. with with passion you know what totally. I, mean? I was talking to like this girl jessica who does my hair and makeup for some events and she tells me that she works and she says i hate doing this no no she, well she's <laughs> she literally was looking at my face she says i hate this <laughs> no no she, she's the best and but she works with a lot of these actors and i was like god like i've been really lucky this year like everything i've talked about i genuinely love and she goes oh yeah that is not the case a lot mm. of the time like it's a lot to go out there and sound effusive about things that are a you know bad or b yeah. things that you didn't have a good experience on or c with people you fucking hate totally like because that <laughs> happens all the time. I know. I I've been just feeling grateful. I'm I'm fully like leaning in now. I'm just I'm leaning in. Yeah. I'm yeah. having yeah. fun. I'm soaking it up. When people come up to me and they say thank you so much, this movie meant so much to me. I'm really practicing receiving it all the yeah. way to the bottom of my heart and say like. Mm. Oh, this person is also trying to give me something. So don't deflect it or don't be like, oh, yeah, that was crazy. Um, <laughs> really hold it. Someone is, yeah. Someone's trying to tell you that art that you made that you are a part of or something you express changed them. So hold yeah. that for them and hold and hold that for yourself. But yeah, I'm like so freaking lucky that I love my cast. I, I'm so close with the Daniels. We have text threads. You know, I'm genuinely excited to see them at these events that are can be nerve-wracking sometimes. And it just feels like I get to spend time with people I love and celebrate this thing that I really believe in. And yeah, so be it. Mm. 
when will I ever get it again? Who knows? What is an interaction between Steph Shu and Jamie Lee Curtis like? She's so amazing. She's just I get a the sense queen. that she is. Yeah. She's just she walks into every room just completely owns it. I don't uh, even know how. She just yeah. has no fear. She seems fearless in everything that she is and that she does. And it's really inspiring. She hates staying out late. So we were just texting um, because the uh, Governor's Awards are tomorrow. And uh. we were all like, we're so excited to see each other. And she's like, just to let you know, I'm going to be there and I will quickly leave because I just can't do late nights and I have to wake up early tomorrow for work. And she just has, so, I mean, talk about boundaries. She's just, yeah, she just exactly, knows right? herself. Yeah. yeah. And it's awesome. She's like, I can, I can show up. I'm going to do the, that's work too. And I'm happy yeah. to see everyone. And then I don't need to do the whole party. She knows why she's going. She knows exactly why. Yeah. Yeah. She's so powerful. And loves are you guys going Instagram. to the Gotham Awards? Loves Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I think um, <laughs> most of us are going. There's still some TBD. Are you going to be okay. there? We're going to be there for Fire Island. We're, we're at Fire Island's actually getting the Ensemble Award. Yeah, that's amazing. That was so nice of them to give it to us. It's very nice of them. Can you guess what my favorite scene in that movie is? Mm, I'm thinking, what's the what's the most Steph scene yeah. on Fire Island? The most Steph scene on Fire Island is it the heads up scene? No. Is it James Scully and Bowen at the end? Because that's my favorite scene. Oh, I love that scene also. But, but no. no. It's earlier you, on. Is it everyone dancing in the dock? It's dock related. Oh, it's a scene where we're in silhouette. Yes, yes, okay, totally. Yeah. You're in silhouette. You're getting invited to the party. You walk <laughs> on the dock over to your friends to say you got invited to the party. Matt and all their friends go, ah, I got <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you're like, shut up or whatever. And then you walk slowly in silhouette over to the other boys again. <laughs> that is, That's in my top five, too. It's a good scene. It's so well directed because Andrew gets the wide. And it's a movie about group dynamics. Mm-hmm. It's a movie about the way people like are pulled in certain directions socially. Mm-hmm. And so like it's just a perfect way. Of, and like everyone's body language is so good. Like, mm. like it says so much about each character, the way that they're situated and standing and their posture. It's it's a great direction, you know. Like that's Andrew on like. Genius. I love him. You too, should yeah. work with Andrew. We're, we're you, you, to you guys have met. You guys have met, haven't yeah. you? Ooh, that's powerful. Steph that Andrew. Power. Power. That also, is true power. What was very hot just now was when Bowen said, "You know, Andrew just gets the wide." He just. <laughs> he, I was like, "Okay, cinephile. Okay, movie no, star. No, oh my god. No. Okay, Emmy nominee." Stop! Stop! You guys. No way. <laughs> Look at Bowen glowing. No, yeah. it's the lighting. You two. Stop it at once. <laughs> star quality. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. 
with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com. Dot com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Okay, so I want to transition into asking you the question, which is the central question of Las Culturistas. Wouldn't you agree, Bo? I would agree. Okay. And we've gotten a little preview of this. This is going to be a very powerful answer, I think. This is the question, what was the culture that made you say culture was for me? This is mm. um, the pop culture the wider culture, the thing, the person that made you say, I'm going to move into a cultural direction. Oh, I'm going to cry because Matt's here too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say it was this woman, Elizabeth Suedos, Liz Suedos. Um, when we were in college, she directed this um, thing called The Reality Show, which 
brought together a bunch of students to write sketches and music for around mental health issues and also your first year of experience in college. Matt and I were both in it. Um, and uh, I met her very or I saw it my freshman year at Welcome Week. And I was like, they were doing crazy things. They were they they did a condom song and people yeah. were just being condoms on stage. And I was like, <laughs> I want to do that. Um, so I sought her out and she is an amazing person. And I think she taught me what it means to be an artist, which is to say that it is something you don't hold lightly it's a responsibility and the essence of it or the care that you must take with your art or give with your art is to offer more goodness in the world and to bring healing. So every opportunity that you get to speak or that you get to make something, it should have the greater good in mind. And it doesn't mean it has to be precious. In fact, it should be shocking and subversive and wild and really say something but complacency is just not an option. And wow. yeah, she was my she was my mentor as to so many of us and all I've ever wanted was to help people, you know, and help myself move through this world in a way that's a little less confusing. And when art is able to do that, whether it's comedy or music or anything, it's just so healing. It's like you feel you understand what it means to be alive, you know? Mm. Part of me still can't believe that she has passed away mm. um, because she really would enter and exit and re-enter, I'm sure, your life as well as my totally. life um, creatively. And Bowen actually got to know her a little, tiny yeah. little bit when you were going to do the Shanghai version of the show, yeah. right, Bowen? I, was, I, I didn't end up doing the show, but I was very lucky enough to just even be considered for it to to talk to Liz at that point like I'd heard what a wonderful presence she was what an impactful person she was I mean she I was like all my friends are saying this woman mm -hmm. is incredible and she has an amazing sort of just her career was so prolific so yeah I didn't really get to yeah. interact with her too much but you guys really got to know her well, she was an Obie Award winner and, uh, you know, Tony nominated playwright for um, this show called The Runaways, which, you know, uh, people that are aware of and involved in theater that listen to the pod might remember. She actually discovered Diane Lane. Like she's got like a very, very long. She worked with Meryl Streep years and years ago. She worked with tons of people in the business. You know who shouted her out when she passed? Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm. Um, like she was a hugely influential person in the theatrical, especially downtown New York theater community. And when she sort of spent her time uh, at NYU, we were lucky enough to work with her. And I always look back at her like I, the way that I can distill it the most is she was the person who literally and figuratively taught me how to use my voice mm. because do you remember stuff like the vocal exercises she would have us do just like these she was very influenced by like um tribal music and like the way of, like tribal vocalization and she would have us like essentially like have these guttural like shouting vocal like techniques that maybe were not necessarily always vocally safe but they were always <laughs> taking some player somewhere like um, some player 
some some, you, they would take you some player title of that um she and she would love that shit you know what i mean some player she would think that was stupid <laughs> she would like, <laughs> like I, I have my special coming out and i kept thinking to myself like like what would she say about it and oh, i hope what she man. was i hope what she would say is that she would i hope that she would smile like her smile mm. and she would say this is so stupid you know what i mean oh. like i just i think that's what she would say and i always mm. i loved impressing her like i always loved coming in with my dumbest idea and my dumbest bit and her being like her smiling, her iconic smile with her mane of hair <laughs> and just like knowing that you had gotten something right because she really had a presence, you know, like she had the X Factor, man. And, you know, I remember that summer, Matt, and you really cracked open because I feel like you were. Yeah, you knew me in the sketch community, the sketch exactly. team, and then that that really did like do something. That, that was kind of the first time that you were performing outside of sketch right in in college yeah. and i yeah. just remember that really that you were nervous and you also really cracked open because you've got this incredible singing voice but like you know singing can be so nerve-wracking because you think you got to do it a certain kind of way and liz completely scraps that and i just remember yeah, this whole soul of a expressive being came out of you and i think also i remember you know, the way that she does it, it gives you permission to take yourself and your work even more seriously with more responsibility. Yeah. It's like she encourages the funny. She wants things to be really freaking hilarious, but that they can also be about things. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, the first time that she this is actually a full circle moment. But the first time we had a rehearsal together, we were sitting on the ground and she looks over at me. She, she had braces at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you remind me of someone I know. What's her uh -oh. name? <laughs> Margaret Cho. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Which she's I don't doubt that me. she knows her. Yeah, I think they work together yeah, on yeah, some yeah. whatever, something. Um, but I have a quote from her. I know you guys are going to edit this together. So who knows if this will make it. But I want to. Can I share it with you? Yes, please. please. Yes, we're not going to cut it out. So um, I found this recently in my notes, which I don't use my phone, as you know, but I this is in there. <laughs> and this was um, set at her memorial. And I, I guess I kept it in my phone because it's so powerful. This is a quote from Liz. We have to try to do the impossible. Extract magic from what everyone else thinks is ordinary. We have to find the wizards in ourselves. Turn ourselves inside out like pockets and keep shaking until we find all the dimes and lint and leftover movie ticket stubs in the lining. I mean, we've got to dig. The possibilities keep coming, one after another. Explorers, yes. Adventurers, yes. Daredevils, yes. Lifesavers, yes. Athletes, yes. Humans, yes. Children, yes. Actors, yes. Magicians, yes. Look at all the possibilities. I think it's time we abandoned this wasted, dried-up world of ordinary wishers and dreamed like a bunch of maniacs. If there is anything left in the theater for anyone, it's that we can all still dream of a better world together. Yeah, she was a very special person, and I, I, I think I like. I actually didn't. You mentioned her memorial, and I remember I didn't go to her memorial because I was like too emotional about it. Um, mm. but but when I knew she would love you because I because I I remember like hearing that you were gonna go in and meet on it and I just knew that she would like be so attracted to your energy, but yeah no it's um 
she that's how sounds like her and i just remember like she she really did have a transformative quality and she touched so many people yeah and had a difficult life yeah i i I just remember that year that matt started reality show and there was this transformation there was this huge change in like the way you carried yourself and the way you like valued your own talents. Mm. I mean, I, re- I remember there being this shift and like we all kind of remarked on it like, wow, like this reality show thing is really, is really impacting Matt in a really mm. cool way. Like you were, you were doing what you, what we all knew you were so good at, you know, like mm. you, because, because people, Matt's journey in college was freshman year, he was, you know, kid from Long Island, <sighs> still kind of unlearning a lot of stuff from like that environment right and it's just so beautiful Matt that like you were able to be brave enough to go into these spaces that you weren't sure how they were gonna how you were gonna do in them how they were gonna accept you or not accept you you go into comedy you do sketch and then you go into reality show and you're just you you just keyed into every groove of each of those places and like you just soar and like I I mean that 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 is the thing that like I took away from Liz anytime Mm. anyone talked about her and in meeting her was like this thing you guys are talking about her presence like she is someone who like the like the air is all Mm. just really gets gets suctioned to her because you have to pay attention to what she's saying even when she's not Mm. saying anything at all oh man she made you feel like things were limitless you know what i mean like she mm. she actually didn't really believe in um limits like she didn't really um mm. so she made you feel like the sky was the limit and i think that you know you're talking about it with me a lot but with steph i feel like you know you were always such a boundless talent you know what i mean mm. like you you so were that you sort of were the bar you almost i remember almost felt yeah. like you were like an equal to her in that way like you know what i'm saying like and so you were such an inspiring like performance presence and stuff like that. But it was like that for everyone that worked mm-hmm. with her. I mean, like if you ask like Shayna, she would say that if you ask like mm. all these people that worked with her, that they would all say that. And I think that there's something to the fact that like so many of the people that she worked with um, continued to succeed and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, and she was a wacko too. like truly like <laughs> there were some moments like, where I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> like, do you know, she had like an HBO documentary. It was called My Depression. Sigourney Weaver narrated it. Sigourney Weaver narrated it. And um, the way that she had us audition for it was we all went to her apartment and sat in a circle and all read the lines one after another. And I'm like, I know this isn't the practical way to do this. <laughs> like, like th- there were some things about it that I was like, I don't know, Liz. Like, <laughs> and like, um, but aren't you glad that you did it the unconventional way? Like the Absolutely. way that like Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like she played by her own fucking rules. And I also think talking about like, you know, not needing quote unquote this, like the the um the validation of the industry and stuff, like I sometimes think about her as like someone that maybe did want that in a way. I think mm. that she did want to move beyond mm. the the downtown theater world. And I almost feel like I, I know that she said some things to people before she passed. Like, like she called a, I won't say who, but like someone was going to do a musical on Broadway instead of mm-hmm. do her show. And she said, you're mm-hmm. bourgeois. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're making the wrong choice. And I think it was because she did actually regard commercial success mm-hmm. with selling out. And mm-hmm. so 
that was something that also weighed on me a little bit. Like I felt a little tacky sometimes for one as wanting to succeed in a commercial sense, because when you finally do invest in like the theatrical community and the community of creating your own work, it can almost feel like, you know, you wrestle with like what's important and what's good and what's bad and like what's you and what's them, you know, totally. like and she, yeah. she constantly was provoking questions like that in totally. me and probably you too. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think that's been my big grappling that I really, I mean, I called her my mama, right? She came from La Mama. Ellen Stewart yeah. was her mama. So Liz was my mama and and our mama. And I've been thinking about it like family trauma where I've been like, oh, Liz had baggage around the commercial mm. sphere. And I have to make sure yeah. I don't carry that because right. actually if, if we are able to be in the commercial sphere and still think limitlessly and challenge ourselves to continue to push the envelope, then there's actually great power in the amount of reach that we can have. And it's just always going to be a balancing act. But, you know, I, I, I just had to check myself and being like, you know, I'm not too cool for this. Right. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. Right. Like even everything everywhere being a huge success. I'm like, no. Oh, God. She is, would love this movie stuff. She'd be she so would proud love of the you movie. for this. She would, she would, she would the, absolutely yeah. love it. The quote is very much the spirit of the film where it's like there's totally. beauty and magic in the mundanity of things like that. There's you don't need to be like all these other possibilities in the universe and the multiverse. There's something gorgeous about just being who you are in the moment and the reality that you're in. Like that's that's what she's saying there. When I found it, I sent it to the Daniels and I was oh, like, can really? you believe that we because we're I was like, how did we find each other? It's kind of the meta version of the movie also somehow through all the noise that we found each other to tell this story and that's that's nuts um but yeah i think matt i i really relate to some of the questions you're asking and i think i love what you're saying about limitlessness and i think i challenge us both to and all three of us to and everyone who's listening to <laughs> us catching up uh, no to just continue to remember that it is limitless and it even though the industry has so many bounds like 30 minute versus one hour versus yeah, the right. length of a special it's <laughs> like that just mm -hmm. is someone who decided that once and it could be changed at any moment yeah. yeah and we have to give ourselves space to remember that that's possible or else we'll lose ourselves like yeah we'll get swallowed up and sad because it can get sad. Mm -hmm. It sounds like the thing that Liz Suedos was able to do was just like give you meaning. And I, mm -hmm. I, I've, I've been saying this mm -hmm. a lot in everything, but it's like people are people are a little bit down right now because there's a nihilism going around where mm -hmm. nothing means anything anymore. And Liz was someone who got you guys at the right time in your mm -hmm. lives to explain and to like, figure out for yourselves like mm. why things mean mm. important things i don't totally. know that's a way of generalizing no i think I, that's I, I'm, I'm no i think that's real i think it's that's so totally. abstract but but i think that's what happened with her mm -hmm. with, with everyone mm -hmm. she touched mm -hmm. totally i'm actually so, looking but, up what lin-manuel said about her when she passed because i i remember like i hadn't thought about it like this but but he said Liz Suedos was using hip hop on Broadway in 1978 ahead of everybody. A colossus singular unequaled. 
That's what he said about her. And that was in the height of all the wow. Hamilton stuff. Because I think he really yeah. realized in that moment that she needed to get her flowers. Mm. Yeah. It's that thing that sucks sometimes when like someone gets their flowers like post, you know, something happening to them or, you know, but I really think that her impact was so much larger than she probably felt and knew. Mm. And she might have even said that she didn't care. But <laughs> I think she did. That's mm. all to say, like, everyone knew who she was in New York. You know what I mean? In New York theater. We love you, Liz. And can you talk a little bit about how you trained as a performer and an actress? Yeah, totally. I started at the Atlantic Theater Company, which is David Mamet's company. And it's actually very cerebral and kind of all about script analysis. So it was a very traditional acting upbringing. And then I went to the Experimental Theater Wing. But I met Liz while I was at the Atlantic. Yeah. And I don't know, I think I've just always, when I was in high school, you know, people were like, oh, you should audition for drama. And so that's kind of how I, I started doing that. Or, and then someone was like, oh, you know, you should, Brendan Naylor, who now works for Darren Aronofsky, <laughs> wow. he was an upperclassman at this public school. And he said, hey, you should really think about going to college for this. And I didn't even know that that was a thing. Um, but I think I've always just, you know, liked to throw paint at the fucking wall. Yeah, I'm you like, always have. Who yeah. knows, yeah. you know? Uh, and I think uh, <laughs> the only way iconic. I know how to find the nuance <laughs> of things is if you explode it in all different directions. And so Liz, I think she would, yeah, she, at those auditions, she'd be like, okay, now you're going to sing Fuck You by CeeLo Green <laughs> as a turkey yeah, putting that was a condom thing. on like, for you, the first time. You would yeah. sing it once and then she'd be like, okay, now you have to sing it and you are freezing cold. Like you might die. And yeah, I was just like, oh my great God. Great exercise. And it was really cool. And it, it, it truly got you... And that's also like, so Steph was also a story pirate with Bowen and I. Like, yeah. and, oh like so when God. they were like, okay, we're going to play a spoon who's going through a divorce. Like, I understood it because of Liz, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when the kids would be like, it's a spoon that's going through a divorce and he's sad because he doesn't want to, like, move away. You know, like, and then, <laughs> like, but you understood that because that's something that Liz would say, you know? Like, totally. <laughs> yeah. And there's also something really physical about it. I, I don't yeah. know why, but I've always felt very connected to physical comedy. I have this theory that I love physical comedy because I grew up in an immigrant household. So nobody mm, it's knew universal. what like, it's universal. And yeah. I, I, ne I never got, I even felt this when we were doing comedy in college where people would come in and it would be a Matthew McConaughey sketch. And I'm like, I don't feel like I know enough about <laughs> Matthew McConaughey to know this understand how funny this sketch is. And I remember yeah. just being like, I guess I'll just be Flarge. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, <laughs> you know, that's, we talk about that a lot though, Steph, because I feel like, especially the three of us, like when we were all in those comedy groups at NYU, they were run by the straight boys. You know what oh, I mean? Totally. And Bowen, I know you dealt with this over in danger box, which is just like, you know, we all had to sort of learn their references and like yeah. get their mm. bits and sense of humor, like, you know, in a way that and it's, like, and it, it wasn't nefarious, but it was just the way it had to be. And like, it wasn't like anyone like being like, you have to learn these references. It was just like, oh, okay, like this is the, the, this is the culture within this group of people. And that's, and that's Do all you, it was. This is a, you know, answer this how you wish. Yeah. But do you feel that sometimes at Snull? No, yeah. <laughs> no, SNL, like the sense of humor. I, do you always under? Do you feel like you can always understand why things are funny, or do you feel sometimes that there's a very specific formula that you kind of have to abide 
too. There are so many filters that um, a piece of writing goes through mm. until it goes until it goes on air. And you always, and I'm sure every writer feels this way. Every cast member feels this way. They kind of want, and some sometimes, and sometimes I, I'm not too invested in my own work, which is a bad thing to say. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just have to accept that you know they're not always going to be gold. But sometimes you want to go, oh, but if only you knew the process that like it, it was this other thing, this other in this other context. But that's not how comedy works. There's a beauty in that. There's a beauty in only doing one final product on a Saturday of an idea, something that was just an idea in your head on Tuesday. That's what's mm. mind blowing about SNL. And so I never like put too much pressure. I, I never really analyze it too much. And I think it's okay. Mm. But honestly, Steph, it's, I, I think I need to hear this right now. Like with what you're saying about Liz, which is that like, there is this responsibility to like doing mm. what we do, especially if we're lucky enough to get this opportunity that like, the three of us like individually have or have collectively. And you know what? Total aside, but I'm flashing back to a memory that is very stressful for me, which is the first Story Pirate show I directed was Matt's first year on Story Pirates. And I think it was yours too. But we all went to this middle school. Do you guys remember? Yeah. We all no. went to this middle school and the create a story was chaos. Yes. Chaos magic, Wanda. Yeah. And it was just so wild and kooky. And and the and the kids, they were seventh graders. And so at that age, they're like really like trolling you and they're really trying to fuck with you. And we're trying to put on this like wholesome show. And it was just it was a stressful moment. And I did go home that day being like, I failed my cast. I failed like these kids. No, and, like, I remember you, this show. The three of us were all there and like God bless you all for like, see, like, this is what true, like, this is what the years mm. means when we like say we know each other for a long time. It means oh, yeah. that we've, we've seen each other in weird, bizarre <laughs> contexts and situations. Yeah. Like being bullied by seventh graders <laughs> in a performance <laughs> yeah. sense. Like, like, cause the creative story was like, we would take suggestions from the audience and like, you'd have to do what they said, but also navigate like when they were like trying to fuck with you or make you do something weird. But also, like, you want to honor their ideas, right? And so I, I remember, like, the creative story got wild and out of hand. <laughs> I remember Stephanie being like, I can't believe we just did that. <laughs> was, but also, like, was... that's important. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Yeah. And I can't even tell you how many times, like, we fucking bit it, like, doing comedy. Oh, yeah. Like, and also, like, uh, you remember how seriously we took it too? Like I remember when we go to Skidmore, we looked at that as a huge opportunity to show the other colleges like what we were made of. And then all I can remember about that, and rightfully so, is Bowen coming out of the closet, me and Steph being drunk. I remember me, you, and Sudi Steph taking pictures of each other. We were stacked on top of each other. I remember like Steph was in the bathroom. Like, yeah, Steph yeah, was in the bathroom yeah, with someone. Yeah, you, we, we remember that. <laughs> we we I knew that was going to come up. I knew well, that was we, gonna we're, come we're, up. we don't have to talk about oh, it. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. I just <laughs> no, that was, no, 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 well, no, well, no. We no, don't no. have to get yeah. into it. But it was we can like, get into it. But, yeah. it was, but you know what? It's college. We were horny drunk messes for sure we were definitely in college (laughs) we were in college because we were it wasn't even that it was that we were in we went to nyu where you know being in college meant something so arbitrary and we we weren't having the traditional quote-unquote college experience and then we would go to this honest to goodness (laughs) liberal arts school liberal arts school and then we like got it all out of our systems yeah i i had like a highlight college memory at skidmore 
It was me and some kid from Yale making out in like a, a tool shed. And I'm, like, oh that kid. and I'm like, that's all I need. I'm like, this is all I need. Like, I don't have to like, I was never really that like debaucherous at, at NYU, but like Skidmore was where we all just got it out. Just never forget Bowen Yang coming out at Skidmore. Neil Casey, I'm a homo. <laughs> so Neil Casey he would Neil go on to Casey. be the villain in Ghostbusters. And he was just like, that's oh great, God. man. He was like, that's great. That's so cool. He was, was the head so writer drunk. on Hot Dog. He's the head writer yeah. on Hot Dog. Like, so literally, funny. the world is too small. It's just so funny. It's so small. It yeah. is tiny, tiny. Neil Casey, I'm a homo. Well, do you remember... But, Do you remember who beat us? Our 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 we had a like a five hammer cats, the sketch group had a five five month like streak. The rain at, at UCB, UCB Midnight Madness or whatever the fuck hammer, it was called. Hammer, yeah, midnight cage match. Yeah, cage, cage match, match or whatever. And do you remember who Showcase Showdown? Yeah. Something like no, that. No, it, it was yeah, or Showcase Showdown. I don't remember. Uh, Do you remember who beat us? Who? It was Rami, Rami Yusuf, Yusuf and Jonathan John Braylock. Whoa, yes, they were, they Rami. were a sketch duo. There were two people. We were twelve hundred. They beat us, <laughs> and it was crazy. And we were wow. so bummed. And now, you know, they're all fa- everyone's fancy. But <laughs> y- y- do, you, do you guys remember? Uh, there was a moment when at, at Skidmore, John Gabris taught us a workshop. Taught Dangerbox and Hammercats a workshop. Yes, yes, of course I remember this. And yeah. we did. I was scared it, to do improv. But everyone was so funny. And there was an it was an exercise basically where like he would hand you a card. From a deck of cards, and if you had a pip, you were low status. If you had a suit, if you had a face card, you were high status. Oh. And then it was, it, and he, it'd be like two people on a date. And then I think I remember it was Steph Shue and Mike Spence. <laughs> I remember this. I remember this. And it was both of you were so funny. But that was that was a moment for me where I go, God, Steph Shue is the funniest motherfucker. On <laughs> Steph Shue really is the funniest. I want you to do more like out, like obviously everything ever elements is is funny and like Maisel's a, a comedy show. But like we they need they don't they don't even know how funny they Steph don't is. know. How well, funny we should Steph do is. something funny together. Yeah. Obviously, that's what should happen. I know we all got to do something together. We really have to. We have enough muscle between us. I think to really, we just have to figure out what, <laughs> whatever the story there. is. No, seriously, I'm like, I'm, I would, lo- that would be so fun, you know? Oh my god, no! I mean, that would be the joy of my life. I mean, 100 percent with these two right here, right here, my sisters. These two. <laughs> There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hey, Los Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Okay, so this is our one-minute segment that we do on every episode where we take a minute to... But what would you say, drag? To really examine. Drag is a little violent. Yeah, you're right. I don't think Zohani is not negative. It's cathartic. <laughs> cathartic. Absolutely. Yeah. And I okay. I, I think I have something. Okay. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so. Any his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. I witnessed a car blow up on what? <gasps> Hudson Yards where I'm staying. There was no one in the car, but <gasps> the car had exploded. I was leaving I was leaving. Oh my god. I was leaving in the hotel I'm in and I hear this insane booming noise and then I see everyone just turn around and look at it and I'm thinking the worst I'm like oh my god I did never found out how the car exploded but I turned around and there was a car on fire in the middle of the street on 33rd between 10th and 11th and I was looking at it and I was like see not this is New York, but this is New York. I mean, like, this is a crazy ass <laughs> moment. And I finally, I was like, no one was hurt. They were like, no one was hurt. I'm like, well, then how did they seconds. know the car was going to explode? The way we're all just standing there watching the car Anyone be on could fire. Anyone could have been there. And everyone looking at each other. And we're all so desensitized. Like, we only ever see shit like Five this on seconds. our phone. And there we are standing there watching a car explode and be on fire. And no one is doing anything. You hear the sirens in the background. And I don't think so, honey. 
And that's one minute. That is some Michael Clayton GTA Grand Theft Auto <laughs> stuff. Wow. Michael Clayton. I didn't even text any of our friends about it, Bo, because I was like, I don't want to like upset anyone. But like when I tell you, I heard boom. And then everyone, anyone could have been standing nearby. It was crazy. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And then it like shook me for like an hour. I like, I was going to take a walk on the streets because whenever I'm in New York, I like to take a long (laughs) walk on the streets. Um, But then I just walked around the fucking, you know, Hudson Yards, that mall. I I was like, I'm staying inside of the the mall where it's safe. (laughs) Where the most dangerous thing is the prices at theory. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm, going to stay in here. Because they're so low, they're a deal. Dangerous. When I saw a car explode, I said, I don't think so, honey. Oh, that's the only thing you can say in that situation. Oh my God. Should I have gone up next to the car and like pulled out my phone and done a TikTok and said, I don't think so, honey, and posted it? Would that have been icon behavior? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I'm Bo, so sorry that happened. I have it, something. It, do you have something for I don't think so, honey? Um, so that's my thing in the culture that I'm trying. I can go. You got it? Okay. This is Bo and Yang's I don't think so, honey, as time starts now. I don't think so, honey. ATM fees? Um, no, no, no. <laughs> That's not good for me, sweetie. And for my bank account, no price is worth me getting money. You're going to charge. <laughs> Guys, I'm pulling this out of my ass. Don't ever, ever show me 275 on that screen. I should be getting this for free. It's my money. Why are you holding it hostage? 30 seconds. Give me $20 now. <laughs> Why do I need the cash? Because I need to go buy a fruit, a piece of fruit at the <laughs> bodega. And they're not, I'm not going to use my card for that. Huh. We're in a tap, tap culture. 15 seconds. A more, a give me cash for free culture. You do you see me at the strip club tipping the dancers and going that'll be twenty five cents. No, five seconds. This is a broken system. Everybody, call your senator. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute, my girls. Iconic. I don't think so, honey. On today, you know what I do think so, honey. That since <laughs> yeah. I've been away from New York, apparently all the all the like corner like falafel stands, street meat, they take credit cards now. They take wow. debit cards now. Wow. So it's now not that I many cash only places. Look at what's here. Oh my god! I had it today. Street meat. Wow. Delicious. Street meat, honey. That's, That's what I New miss York. about New York is that you could be walking like and and sort of working out and getting your steps in, <laughs> so you can eat the street meat. You can have that slice of pizza. Go or, on, girl. or the McDonald's. Or the, don't honey. act like it ain't true. Oh, I would never even pretend to not be the face of McDonald's. I mean, you, wait, you, need you really a, you knew need, me when I know you need a you need to be the face of McDonald's. I think so you, this is this is truly outing me. Stephanie really <laughs> was there. Like, I, I think I was eating McDonald's at every single Hammercats meeting <laughs> Monday, when, on Monday nights when we would have our writers meetings. I pr- I would pretty much be you eating pick McDonald's up from the one on Broadway. Oh, yeah. yes. The one across from Tish. That place has seen some shit oh darling dear darling dear is it still and there? there was the one near you too bowen that i think is not yeah. there anymore which yeah. is when you lived on what was it no no nice six and, B. and a six six and, and a. a yeah there's no mcdonald's wow. scarier than the one in midtown like in the 30s oh, you mean the, yeah the, oh, and the yeah, one yeah, by yeah, ucb yeah. too the one the one that's like by like the port authority that is a haunted mcdonald's that's, yeah it's scary there's a movie in that <sighs> yeah any thick New York City McDonald's, there's it's just cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah, shit goes down at mm-hmm. Mickey D's. 
And there's one that you, you take the D downtown. I think it's like Second Avenue D and you get out and there's McDonald's right there. That one's haunted too. You need an endorsement. <laughs> Me sitting there talking about all the haunted McDonald's <laughs> yeah. locations. Well, you know we did that for the McRib. Yeah. We did it after yeah, the McRib. Yeah. And we did a whole That's episode amazing. devoted to McDonald's. You did? Yeah. It yeah. was the 12th day of culture. Oh, no. Oh. Yes. I know this. It I was know the, this. It was the first day of culture, which is the first the first McDonald's the first opens culture. its doors. And the first McDonald's <laughs> opens its doors. I remember that episode. I remember listening to it on the One holidays. Of the iconic 12 days of culture. Yes. Whew. Um, yes. Well, don't be re- don't be dragging me for my McDonald's <laughs> consumption. I love it. We've all oh, been there. Okay. So you know what I love is Steph Shu and whatever her I don't think so, honey, is going to be. Are you ready, Queen? I'm ready. <sighs> this is Steph okay. Shu's. I don't think so, honey. Her time starts now. Okay. I don't think so. Phones. Fuck them. This is so <laughs> annoying. And you're Steph timing Shue. me with your phone. No, seriously. My <laughs> thumbs are sore. My thumbs are sore. I think I have like chunkier thumbs because all I do is oh. thumb, thumb people words on this little box. And I just, it's crazy. I hate, I, oh wow. I really feel this. I really hate I how <laughs> I'm activated. I'm leaning in. I hate how phones have exploded time into a constant 24 7 on crack and that if you don't answer someone in a fucking day you get a follow-up email and i'm like don't fucking follow up with me i have other things to do right now which is literally why i cannot respond to your email like that shit stresses me out and i just feel like the phones have created 15 seconds this culture of immediacy this culture of immediacy and i want everybody to slow down i want their to be time for us to pause and stop Five and seconds. rest. Fuck that shit. I'm not going to get endorsed by uh, Apple now forever. <laughs> I'll tell you that much, but um, you know, I do it. You know what though? Here's what I'll say. And I know you feel this way too. When you get a text from someone and you don't I necessarily know. have an answer right away, it feels like you have homework. Mm, but I also, you know, I'm also trying to be more gentle with myself and know that people love me. I love them yes. and that it's okay. Like the ripple of time is okay. But Jesus, this little thing, someone was in yoga today and started writing emails on her Apple watch in no. yoga and the teacher called her out. And I was like, yeah, that's not why you're coming here. Drop exactly. in. No. Drop it in, can't honey. be. Steph, I, I think, think so. you you are always going to be very present, very aware mm. of your environment. That th- this will never supersede that. I think you are built in a way that I, I we are so jealous of, which is that like you don't need this, even though it seems yeah. like it's overtaking your life. You know how to, you know exactly how to step away from it. <laughs> in a way, we never could. <laughs> Y'all are my phone heroes in so many ways because I admire people who are able to no, uh, fun- no. function in society. <laughs> Oh my God, wait, speaking of the phone, I actually, this is a twist because Bowen said he forgot his, but I actually have what I wanted to do, which is very topical. And now I just remembered it and I want to do it. Okay. Oh my okay. God. This is, this is connected to phones. This is Matt Rogers' second. I don't think so. His time starts now. <laughs> I don't think so, honey. Twitter. Good. Bye, bitch. Uh, I have bye. been wanting you to go down for fucking years. Bye. You have killed and destroyed the soul of this world. And if it took Elon Musk buying you and us having like a week, couple weeks of like hell for you to finally go down in the death throes, the death rattle of that is 2022. Goodbye. I don't think there is a soul that is funny on anymore. If you still use Twitter for your little humor platform. Oh, challenge yourself. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I am so happy this is going down in flames because guess what? 
if it continued, you know Elon will just let Trump back the fuck on. Remember a couple weeks ago when he was like, yeah, vote for the Republicans in the midterms? Bye, bitch! I am so happy that all this shit is leaking about you not knowing anything about how to run a company. You being like, tweeting out to your employees, hey, does anyone know how to write code? Thanks, Elon. Bitch, you are so stupid. Shoot him up into space where he belongs. Thanks for the Tesla, I guess. But Twitter, I don't think so, honey. Goodbye, good riddance. Instagram is next. You think Instagram is next? I want it to be next. Instagram (laughs) still. Tech is not in a good place right now, and I think that's okay. Give me a rock and a hammer and a nail, and I'm going to hammer my words into the rock. (laughs) I just want to... Commandment style. Yeah. I think we can just... I don't think technology needs to... This kind of technology does not need to advance anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Only negative. It's 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 interesting right now, because 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 Meta had to lay off a bunch of people. Um, Mm. Crypto's collapsing after this FTX stuff, or it's not collapsing, but it's just like the regulators are having to step in. Anyway, I don't I don't know as much as I think I do on this. I won't even bore you guys. But do you have an instinct about where the world goes from Mm. here, Bowen? I don't. I really don't. Mm. But I hope more people are like Stephanie Shu. Yeah. <laughs> Homesteading. 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 <laughs> oh my God. Are you, do, wait, do, do you, have you gone back to Colorado since all this? That's a that's a whole other conversation. Okay. I'm so sorry. Oh uh, we, we need to catch up. Yeah, catch we up. need to catch up. Are y'all going to be in New York? Forever? I'm in New York. Well, here. Yeah. Are you coming? Are you living in New York? No, you're just in the hotel. I don't I'm know here- where. I'm here for the rest of the month, but I hope we see you at the Gotham's. Yes, I hope you I get hope, to come. I hope so too. I hope so too. Let's have a proper catch up at the award show. How about this? Even if even if you don't get to go officially, will you come as my date? Because I get a date. You do? Yes. Are you asking would, me would, out? Are you? Sh- I would are you love sure? to have you. Positive. If you're going to be in New York for the Gotham's and you're not going at the Everywhere All at Once table, I want you to be my date. Isn't that, okay? Great. If I go Period. to New York, if I'm not in if, Australia. Wait, you just asked oh. me on a date. Oh my God, look at me. I'm being so hot and cold. Do you remember when we, remember when we <laughs> went on a date to Anastasia the musical? Yeah. At the Pantages? Yeah. LA is funny. I want to, I would love to see y'all in New York because, you know, I, I feel like I can drop in yeah. deeper. <laughs> Let's do yeah. it. Instead of the frenetic LA energy, what we need to do is we need, we all need, the three of us need to go to Cozy Soup and Burger. Oh my it's, God. Oh, Cozy Soup it, and Burger. Did it close? Remember? No. No, but you know what's not there anymore is the cottage. Oh, I hate that the cottage is not there. And then also, you loved uh, the cottage. I loved the. I had remember when I had my. It was eight, a Chinese I I had my restaurant. Like eight, I think I had my twenty first birthday at the cottage. It was a Chinese restaurant with unlimited with wine. bottomless wine, unlimited yeah. wine, and they didn't card, and they never yes. carded. <laughs> That's why I had my twentieth birthday there because they didn't card. And I remember it was like truly twenty of us. It was all the comedy kids all drinking red wine and like really getting wasted on that shitty, shitty wine at the yeah, cottage. Like and box. the food, and I, I will say the food was not that good. No, but it was cheap. It was cheap. We, we it was an there. Irving place. And yeah. it, but it was also white tablecloth. It was cheap, but white tablecloth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> white we tablecloth, all... box wine. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was fancy at the time. We, we did. really did. We did. We, we were so fancy drinking red out for a birthday dinner. It was the yeah. cottage. It was, <laughs> it, was the co- cottage. it was called the cottage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. A Chinese oh restaurant called the, called the cottage. I love it. All right. Oh. Well, we're going to do Cozy Soup and Burger in New York. 
It, we need it to happen. Let us know when you come here. Okay. We love you so much, yeah. Stephanie. And I want to say to anyone that's in the fucking Screen Actors Guild, a nominating committee, <laughs> I know that she doesn't care about this, but she deserves it. She critics' deserves Choice. That. And if you are, you know, out a critic's giving, thinking about the FY fucking C, Stephanie Shu. I mean, like, this performance is so brilliant. It's so moving. It's everything that you deserve and more. And I'm, we're so proud of you. And we, we love you so much. And the fact that, like, we got to have this, like, hour and a half here to, like, you know, all chat and talk and share it with people. That's, it's, you know, it's just a testament to a beautiful friendship that we all have. Yeah. And I love you very much. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for having me. This has been truly a dream come true it's been a bucket list item to be on Las culturistas so um i'm proud of y'all and just well, happy that kick we're the bucket. kick the bucket kick the yeah what do you think bo well i think we end every episode with the song here we go I'll see you drive around town with, with the girl, girl I love. I'm like, forget you. Oh, forget you. You're doing the edited version. <laughs> I see the chain in my pocket. Wasn't enough. Who wasn't enough? I'm I don't like, know why. I thought I was so cool. I used to go, wasn't enough. Never, never, <laughs> never. Enough. Okay, but now do it like a turkey putting, um, about to be um killed for a feast for the first time. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I hope Liz isn't listening. <laughs> Bye. Love, Love you guys. You. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Croc clogs and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 